Welcome to Advance with MUSE Health. I'm your host, Erin Spain. This show's mission is to help you find ways to preserve and optimize your health and get the care you need to live well. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. For many people who live with depression, traditional drug or talk therapy treatments have not been effective in relieving their symptoms. Today's guest, Dr. Baron Short, medical director of MUSE Health's Brain Stimulation Service, looks to provide alternative treatments for patients suffering from depression, including cutting-edge brain stimulation techniques, providing life-changing relief for some patients. Welcome to the show, Dr. Short. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Depression is very common. Tell me how prevalent it is and some of the typical symptoms that patients have and how you diagnose it. We all need a reminder that major depressive disorder is a medical illness and not just a a social ill. So it's real important to say there's a lot of stress, a lot of things happening in the world, and people have a lot of different responses. And people could be at risk from those stressors to actually develop the medical condition we call major depressive disorder. And that is typically defined by disturbances in sleep. So people could have insomnia or actually hyperinsomnia, loss of interest, loss of energy energy, impaired concentration, problems with their appetite or intake. People can start to feel pretty guilty or hopeless. And as things kind of progress, they can actually feel like life's not worth living and actually even start to develop thoughts or plans of how to end their life. And so it is really important for anybody hearing this, that if they're having a condition like that, that that is a medical condition related to the brain and it is treatable and people should seek treatment for that. So how do you diagnose it? So currently, major depression is a clinical diagnosis, and this is not uncommon in other fields of medicine, but it is within most of psychiatry that there is not a biomarker or brain test currently to tell us if someone has depression. So it is primarily those symptoms that I mentioned, a certain level of severity of those symptoms for at least two or more weeks of symptoms that remain persistent. And we commonly see people who have this condition for not just a couple of weeks, but commonly months or years. So what's the first line of treatment? What do you do first when someone comes in and you're able to diagnose them? So when somebody's been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, it's usually really important to get them into treatment. There are usually a few avenues people take. One is talk therapy or psychotherapy. That can be really helpful in helping people reframe how they're thinking and feeling, get them back on track on what they're doing to improve those symptoms. When either talk therapy is not helpful or not something that somebody wanted to consider first line. They commonly are looking at medications. There are SSRIs or SNRI medications that make changes in the brain related to serotonin and norepinephrine. The good news is that works in a majority of people. About 60% or so of people will have significant improvement. I would say the larger issue is that even within our medical paradigm is that when people are not getting better from those treatments, what do you do? And we know that after somebody's tried about three antidepressants, present medication trials, they have less than a 7% chance that the next medicine will work. That's actually so important to say again. After somebody is tried three antidepressant medications, they have less than a 7% chance that the next medicine will work. So at that point, an individual really needs to be redirected to a different mechanism of treatment because they don't need to stay in that suffering state. 
And here at MUSC Health, we do offer brain stimulation treatments, what we're going to be talking about today as an alternative. So just give me the basics about brain stimulation treatments, including transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS. How long has this been offered? How long has it been around? And how are you using it at MUSC Health? We actually take the paradigm of when we're looking at people with severe depression, that almost thinking about the brain as a series of dynamic circuits. So a reminder that the brain is an electrochemical organ. So it's not just the chemistry that we can change or modulate, that actually the electrical patterning of the brain is very much a part of the currency of how neurons communicate with themselves. And so one of the pioneers, Dr. Mark George, who is also here at MUSC, he works at our uh, brain stimulation service, and he is the director of the Brain Stimulation Lab, started doing research with a particular type of treatment called TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation. He started doing work with that back in the, say, early 90s at the latest. MUSC has been in the forefront of doing work to show that TMS can be an effective treatment for depression. It got FDA approved in 2008, and we worked really hard to get insurance coverage for this treatment in 2013. Now, you could say, well, now what is TMS? What are we talking about doing? It's, it can sound a little intimidating, brain stimulation. That's right. What does it look like? What does the device look like? How is it administered? TMS, again, it stands for transcranial magnetic stimulation. That's a real fancy term for we take a magnet, we run electricity through the magnet. It produces an electromagnetic pulse that we put over the top left part of the head. Well, that pulse will then enter non-invasively through the skin muscle bone and touch the brain and actually activate this brain tissue. So there's pretty good research that particular types of depression, there's hypoactivity. So the brain is not as active in specific brain regions. So it's a no-brainer, uh, pun intended, that if we actually reactivate these brain regions that are underactive, we will see people have a resolution of their depressive symptoms. Usually people will do a series of treatments, commonly about 30, 36 sessions. Each session takes about 20 minutes. The treatment does take about, again, it's six weeks, one treatment a day, five days a week for about 20 minutes of treatment. People tend to start feeling better about week four, although many people feel better much sooner and some people actually feel better later. And real world data suggests that about 62% of people go into remission from their depression or an 83% response rate. So what does that mean? So remission means absence of depression. It has resolved. And response means a, at least half or a 50% reduction in symptoms. And again, these are in people that, again, have less than a 7% chance that the next medicine will work. We're, you know, we're 10xing their benefit there. You mentioned that the device is put on the left side of the head. Tell me about the placement and why that's important. We usually put the TMS magnetic coil on the left prefrontal cortex. So, you know, we're just putting it on someone's head or their scalp. On their hair, right? Correct. We're literally putting it on the kind of left forehead, the very top part of the left head. And the idea is that we're stimulating that underlying cortex that is, tends to be hypoactive. And so the idea of reactivating that circuitry over and over and over uh, over the course of a single session, but then over a, a series of weeks helps that brain activity increase intrinsically all on its own. So the idea is we're actually only giving the brain what it needs. We're not giving it anything extra. And we're actually activating that brain region so that it almost, if you will, catches on its own. And then it keeps going. It stays active even without the treatment. 
So that's pretty remarkable that this is a very focal type of treatment. I think of it as 21st century neuropsychiatry, where we're saying, here's a focal brain region that's inactive. You can't think your way out of it. You can't take a medication to get out of it, but we can directly activate it non-invasively. You can still work, go to school, et cetera, and we help you recover and get your life back. What does it feel like if you're in the patient's shoes? Explain that to me. I describe it as like a tapping sensation on the head. It's slightly uncomfortable, particularly in the first session or two. There's a very interesting neuroadaptation where people actually get used to the stimulation. It's not a psychological thing. It's like the brain actually changes its perception of sensation there. So it really feels like a tapping on the head. It's a little loud. So we have people wear earplugs, but they just sit back, recline in a chair, receive this treatment. It's usually on for several seconds and then off for twice as long. So for example, one type of device we use, it'll be on for four seconds and then off for 10. When it's off, you don't feel anything. When it's on, you feel this tapping on your head. And the idea that there's very few to no side effects, is that right? I mean, in comparison to different drugs and medication. That's true. So the side effects are primarily limited to like a discomfort at the site of stimulation. And there's a little twitch in the muscle where that magnetic energy enters the skin and the muscle. But in terms of systemic side effects, like your GI or gastrointestinal effects or heart or anything, it, d- it doesn't do that where we do see that commonly with medication. You know, there are less side effects with TMS than there is with medication. That's for sure. Tell me about the wide variety of patients who come to MUSC Health to receive this treatment, the different walks of life, the different occupations. What do you see? It's a reminder that just as anyone else could get heart disease or a stroke or cancer, it doesn't matter how big, strong, or smart you are, you can develop major depressive disorder. It's a medical condition. And we've treated, I would say, the gamut. We do have a, a, a whole host of folks in business, medical professions, education, knowledge workers. What we usually do is we have people come in, they get the treatment. What we do is we find each person's specific brain dose. So nowhere else in medicine do we find the specific dose for a specific organ in a specific person. And in this case, we actually do what's called a motor threshold. So we find this bare minimum amount of energy to stimulate motor cortex over on the left middle part of the head, top part of the head. And we can make the thumb twitch to make the hand twitch. You know, you found the dose to activate neurons in that person's brain. And then we move it over into the left front part of the head, say for treatment of depression. So we see people from all walks of life. We find very specific brain dosing. We're using the currency of the brain to communicate and help this underactive brain region reactivate so people regain their life. Are there some folks who maybe would not be a good candidate for this treatment? They meet the requirements in other ways, but for some reason they wouldn't be a good candidate? Scientifically, we would not want to stimulate, say, someone with a seizure disorder. There is an exceedingly, exceedingly rare risk of seizure with TMS. One of the ways we mitigate or reduce that risk is we don't tend to treat people with epilepsy. The other would be if somebody had metal in their head for some reason. The idea that if that metal was magnetized, we it could theoretically move. And those are both kind of extreme cases. For most part, people are doing very well and empirically meet criteria if they haven't gotten better from one medication. Most insurance companies now actually will authorize TMS coverage after someone has not gotten better from two or more medications. Is there an age limit? Can children participate in this or the very elderly? 
there's no ultimate upper end. We've treated people in their 80s. I, I can't say I've treated anyone in their 90s, but if anybody's interested, we'll, we'll give it a go. The youngest we've treated is about 14. It's important to say that insurance pretty much will only authorize people 18 and older, but we have treated adolescents and we have treated adolescents that have not gotten better from medication, talk therapy, residential treatment programs. It's quite interesting and, and gratifying to see these people recover when they, they couldn't talk their way or build their way out of it. We've talked a lot about depression as a clinical diagnosis, but TMS is being used and other diagnoses as well as being used to treat patients with obsessive compulsive disorder. Tell me how MUSC is studying this and treating these patients and the kind of results you've seen for people suffering from OCD. TMS is, if we think of it as a tool, we figured out how to treat one disease state, depression. We're moving into a second disease state called OCD. In terms of OCD, for people who aren't familiar with that, that's called obsessive compulsive disorder. And that's where people commonly will spend hours a day obsessing over it can be over a variety of things. It can actually be embarrassing for people. It might be around related to sex or some type of religious phenomena or contamination or dirt. And then they have some kind of compulsion or thing they need to do to kind of try to make that anxiety go away. Problem is it doesn't make the anxiety go away. So then they find themselves over and over checking repetitively in some type of behavior, which can be very life impairing. So the common treatments for that are also certain types of talk therapy and medication. We know that at least half the people don't really get much benefit if they have OCD with conventional therapies. So TMS is another modality that can be used. We stimulate some other brain regions. There's some more middle front brain regions that are stimulated. So it's a different target. So the idea of thinking about the brain has a series of circuits and we can target different circuits that would treat different diseases. So we're stimulating other brain regions. This is very interesting. We want them to actually increase their anxiety for about five minutes. So we make them do the thing they don't want to do. So if they have a contamination fear, we make them hold dirt or something, right? And then while they're doing that and we've gotten their anxiety up, we've activated that circuit in the brain, then we will give them the TMS. And they commonly will get, you know, around 29 sessions. That's what was initially FDA approved. But there's also studies to go out to 40 treatments when seeing people get about a 50% reduction in those symptoms, which is outstanding. So different disease state with depression, we're going for the cure. With OCD, we're going for a a reduction in symptoms, although people do have, I would say, remissions or cures, but we're trying to be conservative and realistic about it and say, if we can get a massive reduction and we'll have people kind of return back to work, return back to their life and really get their quality of life back. It's pretty, pretty awesome. You're talking about treating different disease states. Has this been used proactively, maybe to help prevent certain diseases or to improve memory, things like that? TMS is a tool. It can be used to theoretically to treat any condition where we determine kind of hyper or hypoactive or hyperconnected or hypoconnected brain regions. It was FDA approved for treatment of major depression in 2008, OCD in 2018, and smoking cessation in 2020. So we are available to, to treat people for smoking cessation, however, is currently not covered by insurance. So anybody out there wants to put a plug out to their insurer, please do. It's also being studied for things like pain. I, I did some research in the early 2000s in fibromyalgia. They're actually looking at, you know, say dementia. There's some studies where they're looking at stimulating multiple brain regions to try to 
help the brain uh, regenerate because there is literature, say, even with depression, when we stimulate with TMS, we actually make brain regions grow like the anterior cingulate cortex. So it's not brain shrinkage, it's brain growth. We're at the very beginning of what we can do with this technology. I mean, this is incredible for folks. How can this really change their lives? You know, it's very interesting. We will see people do this. Maybe they could do TMS when they're barely functioning at work or school. And so we kind of up-level their game and their ability to actually kind of perform and engage back in their activities. Usually they will see a profound improvement in their relationships as, as usually when someone's depressed, they're pretty withdrawn and not available for their partner or spouse or friends or, or their kids. We do see that where people feel quite guilty about not being available. The other thing is just the qualitative change, you know, that usually when people are in a depressed state, they're very ruminative, they're thinking a lot about everything, and they're kind of like lost in their mind. So people almost like wake up and wake out of that mask of depression so they can kind of re-engage the world with a new vigor in life. And it's really rewarding to be a part of that and to help people do that. It is important to say that, you know, people do this treatment while they're awake. There's no risk of any kind of memory side effects. Most common side effect is a discomfort at the scalp at the treatment site. And that usually lessens within the first week of treatment. People can drive and work, attend school. We have a variety of people, even at MUSC, that take time off to come and work. It's important to say medical professionals get ill too. And most people do well. Important thing people will ask is how long does this last? So it's really important to say we have pretty good science to say at 12 months, about a third of people have had a return of depression, uh, but that means about 70% have not. And of the people who have a return of depression, if we retreat them, nearly all of them get better again, which is really great. And then again, that's better than what we see with medicines. This is important to say about half of people relapse on medications, but if they try the next medicine, they don't have the same chance of recovery. For someone who's listening, this is the first time they've heard about this type of treatment. They find it intriguing, but they're still a little apprehensive. Would it work for my loved one? Would it work for me? What would you like to say to them? I would like to say, don't suffer. Life is short. What are we waiting for? And if typical conventional talk therapy or medication has not worked, seek consultation with us or with someone. We are the pros. We are the ones that innovated and developed this technology. We're the ones that continue to do the research to innovate this technology or do a whole host of research trials. It doesn't hurt to come and see us in consultation. It's one call. You can call 843 792 5716. Give us a call, make a consult. There's no pressure. We're here to educate people about treatments and we will talk with them and we'll say, we'll tell people if they're a candidate for treatment or not. And then we leave that into the decision of that person if that's something they want to pursue. More often than not, we will have people say, I'm tired of suffering. I'm ready to get better. Let's get started with treatment. Have other people say, I'd like to think about it and have other people say, thanks for letting me know. And they may come back to us later but don't wait. What do you do to optimize your health and live well? To optimize my health, I make sure I get myself into bed early enough. I get up early enough to go exercise. I meditate every day to train my mind and open my heart and keep my mind clear. I make sure I give my wife and kids a big hug and kiss and tell them I love them. Try to realign that today is purposeful and remind myself there's no guarantee I have another day. So this day is it and bring your best self. Show up. Doesn't mean life isn't going to be easy. Doesn't mean the day is going to be easy, but I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to own anywhere I make mistakes. 
but I'm going to try to bring more good into the world. And so that's part of my mission is to bring more good into the world and make sure I eat healthy. And when I get aligned that way, I'm lit up and I'm ready to bring more good into the world. So that's what I do. For more information on this podcast, check out advance.musehealth.org.